0: If you're asking me whether a lot of us are probably just going to, you know, play with the rules, well, probably, you know, probably, and uh, I suppose let them let them fine us. There's no money in the kitty to get the fine from, so I don't know.
1: I'm Danny Vallant and this is Dirty Linen, the podcast that takes the issues the hospitality industry finds hard to air in public and shakes them all about. We're launching the series with When Rules Change, because in Victoria, On Saturday, June 20, the goalposts were shifted, the rules changed, and Daniel Andrews made an announcement.
0: Uh, I have to announce that the planned opening up of, for instance, uh, pubs, restaurants and cafes, going from 20 patrons per enclosed space to 50 patrons per enclosed space, has been deferred until midnight the 12th of July.
1: This is devastating for restaurants. It's bad news. For some restaurants, it means they won't be able to reopen at all. Lino Scadoni owns La Camera restaurant at South Bank. It's been there for more than 20 years. He's built up loyalty, not just among his customers, but among his staff. And the news of the dining restrictions, sticking to what they were, was devastating for him. Lino, thanks for coming to have a chat today it's uh, not easy times is it?
0: Far from easy times Danny, far from easy times uh, and even harder now with, the, with what we need to do from today to uh, counteract what we need to do for tomorrow.
1: <laughs> so tell me where you were at uh, yesterday morning and uh, what ch- what what had changed by the afternoon?
0: Well yesterday morning I had an upbeat staff and uh, everyone all excited, uh, excited about probably doing more hours and me being able to pay some more wages so they can pay more rent and buy more food, and uh, we've got uh, fully booked days every day for 50 people uh, from tomorrow. And um, by mid-afternoon, I can't remember now, it was three or four o'clock, everyone's mood has suddenly changed completely, complete turnaround, and uh, we now have to go into work today and and start ringing everybody for the next seven days, at least, and maybe more, I haven't gone through the diary. in regard to how 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 many bookings uh, throughout July even have booked in?
1: What were some of the, the thoughts that went through your mind when you got this curveball?
0: That uh, it's probably going to be over. To be honest, uh, it, it's been a, a stressful and uh, stressful three or four months. Um, I promised the staff that I'd get them all back, and I have. Um, and uh, with the twenty people that we've been managing to. Uh, uh, to seat uh, Monday to Sunday it uh, it really not covering anything and uh, we've managed to you know sort of dodge the curveball thinking the 50 are coming in and, and that maybe we can see a bit of a uh, green light and uh, it's sort of been dashed completely like you know even my enthusiasm is uh, normally I'm pretty upbeat but uh, they're, they're really you know they're playing with people's lives now all of us and um, I don't know where to go from here to be honest we'll keep punching on but yeah not sure
1: it's so tough. I mean, what do you think, from a health perspective, do you, do you, do you feel like it's a decision that had to be made even though it's, it's breaking people?
0: Look, I was, I was with with most of all the decisions um, and if, you know, the pain we were going through was the pain that we needed to go through for people to be safe, I, I, was, I accepted that and, I, I, and, uh, and being tourism and hospitality being the sectors that were affected the most, I, uh, I accepted it. It wasn't a problem. But now that, now that now we've been open 21 days and I have gone out to several restaurants over the last three weeks and, and all of us, all of us doing the right thing, I've been to all the restaurants, you know. I've been to Ronnie's, I've been down in the city, I've been everywhere sitting down. People are doing the one and a half metres. People are doing the, you know, four square metres per person. You know, they're, they're, they're doing the sanitising. And I mean, I've gone even, even extra with, you know, I've got heat scanners where people are coming in and I'm testing people. Uh, for, for temperature checks I'm, I'm doing uh, you know the sanitising unit taking their names everyone said cleaning everything um, but we've, uh, we've been open for 21 days now and there's no one that's come through any restaurant that's uh, positive you know they've all come from either a hotel or a march which you know that's another story you know um, so uh, I, I think I think they made the wrong call here you know um, we've all done as restaurants what they've asked us to do And more, you know, Um, and now I think we're just being punished for no reason at all, at all. I feel safe in my environment. The clients that come to my place feel safe. That's why they're coming. Um, And I think that they've just put the nail in the coffin with with yesterday's decision, completely.
1: How far ahead is your horizon?
0: (laughs) How far ahead is my horizon? Um, Look, up until yesterday... I uh, we were all upbeat and and thinking that maybe there was a chance you know with JobKeeper only because without JobKeeper uh, there was no horizon and even even then on the first of October if they take JobKeeper out we're all all of us the ones that are left because there's already hundreds that have closed for good um, would be still a fight you know but we're a resilient lot and uh, we'll, we'll fight on but he's not giving us a chance now with another three weeks of this. Um, a lot of us even I'm looking at figures even myself you know there's a good possibility that uh, that we're not going to make it you know that's the horizon
1: when you look at the figures you know which are the ones that leap out at you as the most problematic
0: Uh, wages (laughs) you know uh, without without uh, JobKeeper um, it'd be unsustainable now completely with 20 people totally I I wouldn't be able to have stayed open there's no way in the world uh, that would have stayed open. Um, yeah, just wages, really. You know, uh, if they gave us the fifty, um, you know, that allows us you know, doubling uh, what we're doing now. Um, so with JobKeeper, if we were able to, able to, you know, make a bit of a profit uh, and keep keep that in there, it would it would just give us a bit of a buffer, I suppose you want to call it, um, for when the hard days are going are also going to come after after JobKeeper, because that's that's another fight in itself.
1: Absolutely, And as someone who employs people, you know, leads people, set, sets the mood, I mean, how do you, how do, you do that when there's, there's, you get something that's so demoralising just thrown at you?
0: Well, I'll tell you, I'm just taking my kids and my partner down to Sorrento today for two days. I don't want to see anybody. I'll uh, reassess. I'll go for a run and I'll come back positive. Uh, you know, there's no point in me going to work, you know, demoralised because it all stems from me. So, you know, I'll go back into work tomorrow and, and upbeat and, and keep pushing pushing on um, because, you know, the staff are already demoralised. You know, half of them can't pay rent, uh, they're having troubles with their landlords. You know, all the personal stuff that everybody out there, not just hospitalities, is going through. You know, and they saw a bit of light with the 50, you know, um, some extra hours that, you know, definitely would, would take place um, with the, the rules being changed in the 50 and, and being able to have a drink, being, meaning that people would come out a bit later. Uh, the restaurant closes now at about, I think the kitchen's about eight thirty nine o'clock is, is the latest. There's no one walking around. Um, but with uh, the restrictions uh, being eased, it would have changed the mood. Um, all, all, all the mood for all the staff, myself. Um, but it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy at all. And, you know, I'm on I'm a thread with uh, about 10 other guys at running restaurants and uh, we we're all ropeable yesterday. Ropeable. I
1: think it, think it would have mostly been four-letter words, right?
0: Uh, four of, I think there's a f- five one is there a letter yeah maybe five <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, you know, and that keeps that even that thread keeps me uh, keeps me going too, you know we're all just uh, uh balancing off each other, um you know we've all got quite big venues, and uh you know all of us were were pretty heavily booked from tomorrow onwards, you know, and that that sort of, that gave us a bit of light to be honest uh, and and it's just been taken away from us. Um, and I don't think it's justified.
1: Did it cross your mind to just ignore it, push on?
0: Oh, well, well, things, a couple of things crossed my mind. <laughs> you know, just give, give up, which is not in my, in my blood. But, uh, you know, that went away pretty quickly. There was just a bit of a self-pity there for a minute. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, look, um, <laughs> the fines are just too big, you know. Uh, did it cross my mind? Yeah. It's been. I've been thinking about it since four o'clock yesterday. You know, to not ring anybody and just uh, see what happens. Uh, you know, how do I ring up people now and say, you know, who do I choose out of the fifty that are coming and not coming? Do I do a lot drawing? Do do I choose maybe people that have got a function that's more important, and people just coming out for dinner? Um, I haven't even thought. I've got to go to work today, and work out what we're going to do um, for a couple of hours. And uh, yeah, I might. I you know, I might. I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure.
1: You're just in the thick of it, aren't you?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we all are. We all are, we all are you know, and we're, we're tr- trying to manage through. And these guys these guys aren't helping. They don't understand the industry, number one. They have no idea, you know. They have no idea. They must think we're making millions. Um, but the call that he made yesterday, as much as I probably uh, was with him for most of, of the last three or four months, uh, he's lost me. Um, that You know, we, we've done – our industry has done everything that, that has been asked of us, everything and more. And we've proved it by not one case in the last 21 days coming out of any restaurant. But yet you're going to have 10,000 people to march down the street. I don't. I don't get. I just don't get it. I don't understand it completely. You know. Um, uh, we we should probably revolt, and all of us just do, do 50. You know. I mean, if you can march down the street with 10,000 people, I can't see why 50 people in a restaurant all. Strictly, being, 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 uh, strictly adhering to all the, the, the rules that we've got in place uh, is going to affect anything. So, you know, I don't know, Denny, uh, I'll make that call today, <laughs> you know, uh, and I'll see how much backlash I get from everyone that I call, because I'm sure they're going to be blaming us, but it's not our fault.
1: How understanding have you found diners so far about the restrictions and, and the requirements that um, fall on you to manage?
0: Oh look, the, the diners have been fantastic. You know, especially coming to you know with with the the levels of. Well- I'm, I'm the only restaurant that's got a heat scanner. You know, you come in and we take the temperature. You know, um, so they feel very very safe coming into my environment. Um, so and they've been sympathetic to the whole situation. You know, we've had we've had loyal clients come in three times a week. <laughs> you know, um, you know just to, just to help us out help us out. Um, and, and uh, even just the other night when I was talking about it, you know, they were all excited about you know the fifty, you know, um, and they feel comfortable coming into the environments because if you go into all the restaurants, you know, everyone's got the, the, the tables separated, you know, everyone's cleaning tables, everyone's giving you disposable, disposable uh, menus, you know, everyone's sanitizing, everyone's taking your name, you know, everyone's doing the right thing, you know. What's not doing the right thing is having a march, <laughs> mm. you know. Um, so you know i think if you're asking me whether a lot of us are probably just gonna you know play with the rules probably you know probably and uh, i suppose let them let them find us well you know there's no money in the kitty to get the fine from so i don't know we'll see we'll see you know but if we don't we're not going to be here anyway <laughs> that's the other thing. The reality is if we don't we're not here we're gone anyway we're gone anyway
1: it's just an impossible situation.
0: It is an impossible situation, and you know, and it's uh, it's stressing uh, f- for all concerned. And uh, I look at the staff and I admire them for what they're going through. You know, I mean, there's this, you know, you you think you did an article on overseas students, you know, I, I look at them and think oh, I'm in trouble. I'm not in trouble compared to them. You got kids here who are earning no money, none, zero. Um, don't know how they fed themselves. You know, we've helped out as much as we can. I've got thirty of them. Um, and here they are still plodding along. You know, you got to look at them and admire them and, and, and learn from them, <laughs> you know. And they've been in this country for years, you know, and they haven't been given a cent, you know, and that's why I promised I'd get them back.
1: It definitely crossed my mind when I heard about the restrictions staying about the visa workers who many of them were hanging on for the 50 and... and Waiting for some extra shifts to come through, or for any shifts to come through, and I think it's particularly demoralising for people who have no access to any government support. And now this um, timeline for the possibility of getting some some paid work back is has been pushed out further. So I think it's it's very tricky, and for the and for the employers such as yourself who are also desperate to give them some shifts
0: well i feel i feel what's the word you know um i mean they've given given to me you know i feel like i'm obliged to just do everything i can to keep the doors open you know because if i if i shut them uh, well there's no work you know <laughs> you know whether they're job keeper or job seeker there's another 50 you know just out of this venue let alone the other ones that i, I might you know i've got that we're in the same boat so um you know there's, you know, by October, there's probably another 100 people on the dole, you know. Um, and that's the reality of it.
1: No one's winning.
0: No one's winning, no. No, you know. I just don't think that the choice that was made yesterday, especially to restaurants, was the right choice. They just didn't go through it. And, and he's playing with people's lives now. He's been playing with people's lives from day one, but he's now playing with their lives at a very, 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 very fine point. Everyone's just on edge, you know, and they're just getting through. So... I don't know where we go from here. And July twelfth is a long, long way away. It's a lot to me. That feels like it's six months ago, six months, six months away. You know, um, and then there's no guarantee that he's going to change. in twelfth of July, what's going to change? You know, I might keep it the same.
1: I think that certainty's been. It's like the, the timelines and the certainty and, and the ability to plan has really been ripped away, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, it is totally, to- totally. You know. Um, because we don't really know what, where to go from here, um, you know. Realistically, I, I, I have to. I, you know, I've, I've been putting shifts on where the, the, the staff has not really been required. I am going to have to make that call in the next week in regard to cutting shifts, where we're just paying wages because you know I've got staff. Um, you know, save the business or save some staff. I, which one do you choose? It's, you know, it's a very, very hard call.
1: Well, as you say, if you if you don't have a business, then you don't have staff. So i mean it's just i just it's just very very devastating decisions that you have to make and i imagine just the energy that you have to muster to make any of those phone calls whether it's to diners or you know to have a chat to one of your staff members i mean it just must really take a toll on you
0: look at it it, it, ha- it has i'm sure that the home life's been a bit stressful but uh you know as i said we are a resilient mob you know we've after 21 years of going through hospitality you, you do go through a bit and uh, and, y- and you keep fighting through. Um, so you know as I said I've, I've got staff that have been working for me for you know there's about 16 of them I think for about 16 to 18 years each. So there's a loyalty there that you know you just can't give up you know until you have no choice, I suppose. Um, and it's just not my camera my, my restaurant you know everyone everyone I talk to is in the same boat. everyone and everyone's feeling the first of October that's that's like the clip everyone's talking about. Because they take away JobKeeper. Yeah. Once I, I mean, I did the figures. That if I take away JobKeeper, I'd probably be losing I don't know ten a week, ten or fifteen.
1: <laughs> ten or fifteen
0: thousand a week. Easy, yeah. Well, the wages the wages are about fifty five to 60 percent of turnover with twenty people. Because that's all I can do. You know, to, you know. Um, so with the fifty, you know, it might have it might have uh, you know come close to breaking even.
1: Oh dear. Lino, so if I come to La camera, if I come to La camera and get one of those precious twenty seats, what shall I order?
0: What should you order? Well, the the boys have made a a, a special lamb shank in the last couple of weeks. That is just because uh, we are also just a pivot. We you know we've done, we're doing drive through, we're doing takeaway, we're delivering to you. You know, <laughs> we you name it. You know, we're not we're we're, we're, we're delivering our souls. So the lamb shank has just gone through the, through, the, through the roof and definitely, I don't know if you followed any of our, our videos and what have you, but uh, mum came out of the retirement at 84 and came and showed the, the kids uh, how to make proper Roman lasagna without bechamel. So <laughs>
1: I saw that. You
0: see that? Yeah. So that's, that's all, the, all the locals that are coming in and buying the cryback lasagna. That's definitely worked. That's definitely worked. So one of those two definitely, definitely, 100%.
1: Maybe I'll have a lamb shank um, sitting there, looking over the river, and I'll get a lasagna to take home.
0: No problem, but you got to get that. You got to get that seat. Maybe we should auction them. You know, I know. You know, that's the other thing I've, I haven't done. Yeah. So the other thing I haven't done is is that after twenty one years, I felt it was wrong. I mean, I'm not going to mention names, but there are a lot of restaurants trying to charge eighty or hundred dollars a head. I just felt that to do that, you know, you've had loyal customers that have coming been coming to you for twenty one years that, that can only afford twenty or thirty dollars. So we didn't, you know, we haven't done the the minimum spend. We haven't done all that. You know, we've just accepted. Even if Olga from next door has been coming to us for twenty years, having a soup every day, comes in, we accept it. You know, because it's just it's it's just about staying open right now. Um, and uh, you know, it wasn't going to make any difference with twenty. You know, with whether you were going to have a soup or someone's going to spend forty dollars, is going to make the bottom line was going to be pretty close to the same. Um, and people have appreciated that, you know. Um, I went to a place the other night. It was a, it was $100 minimum spend or something, you know. Um, I didn't realise that until I got there. So, you know, ev- everyone's different. Everyone's different. But, uh, you know.
1: Everyone's just trying to do what they can, right? Everyone's just trying to figure it out. It's, um-
0: there's no right and there's no wrong. You know, I just felt it was right for us to do it that way for us and for our, for our diners. Um, you know, 21 years is a long time for be coming to you. And to say no to someone because they couldn't afford it, I just, I couldn't do it, <laughs> I suppose. Couldn't do it. Um, and I think people appreciated that. But,
1: uh. I'm sure they do. And I think uh, it's, I have really, really hope that that customer loyalty and the loyalty that you've generated uh, among your team is going to be enough to carry you through. Um, it's an important restaurant to Melbourne and I just do not envy you the the weeks and and months ahead but i believe that you're going to be there on the other side with some beautiful lamb shanks and pasta and mum's lasagna so all power to you good luck making those difficult phone calls today Lino. and thank you for sharing your story today
0: no problem thank you for your time
1: this is dirty linen and i'm danny Valant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about. We spend a week thrashing around each issue, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you.
0: This is a Deep in the Weeds production.